Amen, amen. Thank you, worship team. And good morning, church. Good morning, and I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. It is so good to have each and every one of you join us. What a beautiful, good-looking crowd we have here. Are you having a good morning so far? Amen. You know, this morning uh, in our first service, we, uh, we prayed for the fire in Nanakuli, and I don't know what's the update. Does anyone know what's happening with that fire in Nanakuli area? No, and so church, together we still want to pray because uh, certainly our team, our EDS team could be called out at any time if there is a need for, uh, for uh, services out there, but as of, it's, in our, it's in our neighborhood and certainly let's lift those. We don't know what's going on, but certainly God knows what's happening. So church, will you please join me in prayer? Father God, we come to you. And that song says, it is well with my soul. And Father, may that be our prayer this morning. But right now at this time, we want to take this opportunity. Opportunity, Lord, to just lift up the fire that's in Nanakuli this morning. And Father, we pray that it's been controlled and it's been managed. And Father, we pray that there may, we pray for no damages. But Lord, if there is, we pray for resources. And so Father, we pray for safety for everyone who is involved, Lord. We ask for your strength, your guidance, and your peace, and certainly for your provision. And we pray for if there's any uh, group that needs to be sent out, a team, we pray, Lord, that you'll be with them in this time. But, Father, you've got this. And we give it to you, and we trust you, Lord Jesus. And right now, we also ask for your anointing, for your spirit to continue to work in our hearts. And, Lord, may your words words be spoken, Lord, not my words this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 We are still continuing in our sermon series, Experiencing God. And I I know you're probably thinking, man, this is taking so long. But guess what? God is working. God is working. And I pray that that you have been experiencing him in your times together and in this whole whole series of Experiencing God. So I just want to start off first in looking at this illustration. And you've seen it many times this past Sundays and how it it just illustrates the seven realities. And there's probably more, but we're looking at the seven realities of experiencing God. And we looked at first is that God is always at work around you. We need to understand that, that our God, our amazing God is always at work around us. And that our God next pursues us. We were created for a love relationship. And our God pursues us with a continuing love relationship with us that is real. We live in such a fake world sometimes, aren't we? But our God loves us His love for us is real and personal. And next, the third reality is that God invites you, invites us to become involved, to become involved with him in his work. Remember, he's working, and he wants us to be involved with him. And And when we are involved, guess what? He speaks to us. God speaks by the Holy Spirit through the Bible, through prayer. We learned about circumstance and, and, and the body, his body, the church. For what? To reveal himself. To reveal himself, his purposes, and his ways. And last week, the fifth reality, reality was this. That God's invitation, remember he invites us, his invitation for you to work with him always always leads you to a crisis of belief. 
that requires, and listen, that requires faith and action. Faith and action. And so today we are looking at the sixth reality, and this is what it says, that you must make major adjustments. Major adjustments in your life to join God in what he is doing. Remember, he's working. And we need to make major adjustments in our lives. And how fitting, how timely it is for us in our church here to where we are in the Lenten season. And talking about adjustments. We have been putting out a challenge to to all of you, to the congregation and to the church about this 40-day fast. We've done this many times in our, in our church. And so it is ways to, and it says on that tour, it started on Ash Wednesday, Wednesday, and certainly it will go through April 21st. And we are just asking for you to deny yourself with one or two or more. What is it that you really enjoy? And not just giving it up, but also as you're giving it up, denying yourself is to reflect on what Jesus did. For us, that sacrifice on the death on the cross, but also the resurrection that comes after it. So a few years ago, several years ago, we did a video, and we just wanted to show this video. It is a little funny, but what a reminder in, in terms of the 40-day fast. So watch the video. Yay. All right, let's give a video a hand. What are you giving up? What are you giving up? Hawaii Five-O. But you know what? This morning, I, I want to be honest and upfront with you, and I want to share. I don't normally want to do this, but I do need you to hold me, help me hold me accountable for this. I am I'm giving up several things, and I just want to share two things with you that I'm giving up on this 40-day fast, and it started on Wednesday. Keeping that in mind, it started on Wednesday, and it is to give up fast on rice and Diet Coke. And can I tell you, holding this right now is really painful. It really hurts because, uh, and, this, and ask Major Phil what this four days has been. And we're going on to 40 days. And so it has been, and the reason it is, the more the reason I need to fast on these two things. Because how many of you love rice? Rice and everything. And diet to just cool down, to refresh. It just, it just tastes so good, isn't it? But you see, this adjustment for the past four days has been so painful. And I'm, I'm saying it and ask Major and how painful it has been eating bacon without rice, eating uh, beef and chicken and everything. And I, it is, now I eat salad. <laughs> but it has been so painful. But guess what? The painfulness of the adjustment, these two adjustments I'm making in my life for the next 40 de- days or less, or I hope more, has been, honestly, can I tell you, have been very, very good. It has, in spite of the things that I'm dealing with mentally and physically. Because you see, I have been taking so much time, and I've done this many years of doing 40-day fasting, but I wanted this year to be different. And it has, to where I have really eaten a piece of meat and a piece of lettuce and saying, thank you, Lord. Not because, and, and with, an, with an attitude of saying, thank you for the sacrifice you did for me. And I am sacrificing this rice right now, but I know you did so much more for me. And it has been, I am so grateful and thankful. And I have rice all over me right now. I'm going to put that away. But church, have you ever had to make major adjustments in your life? Yeah, you have. And you can think about it. Big ones, small ones, little ones. But when God speaks to you to reveal what he is about to do, 
You see, that revelation is your invitation to adjust your life to him. When we sense the direction of God and have received his invitation to join him in what he wants to do through us, we come into this crisis of belief that we talked about last week. Major did. And you see, crisis of belief is when you must decide whether to to believe God for what he wants to, to do through you. It is a turning point, a decision Because you see, what you do next reveals what you believe about God. Ask yourself this question. Do I really believe that God can do through me what he is calling me to do? Can you? Can you ask that to yourself? And once you've settled that question with a resounding and bold yes, then church, we are to demonstrate demonstrate our faith by making whatever whatever adjustments in our lives might be necessary to obey God. Because you see, if you choose to make the adjustments, you can go on to obedience. But if you refuse to make the adjustments, you could miss what God had in store for your life. Many of us, and I know I I speak for myself, but many of us want God to speak to us, don't we? And he does, and, and and to give us an assignment. And we do need to realize that God gives us God-sized assignments. However, we are not interested in any major adjustments in our lives. God, speak to me, speak to me, but he's just speaking. And sometimes we're just sitting there, I'm like, okay, thank you. We're not making adjustments because, you see, adjustments are so difficult because it involves change. How many of of us love change, like change, live for change? Awesome. Bless you. Bless you. God bless you because a lot of us don't like change. We want everything always to be the way it has always been. It's comfortable and it's safe. At least it seems that way. The problem with that church, with that kind of Christianity, is that it requires no faith. Who needs faith when you already know how everything is going to turn out, right? But the Bible says, if you want to be righteous, the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. And without faith, It is impossible to please God. And if there's anything we can learn from Scripture is this, church, that God will put us in predicaments that will require us to put our faith in him and not in our own resources. Let me repeat that again. God will put us in predicaments that will require of us, require us to put our faith in him and not on our own resources. That scares some of us to death. But it shouldn't. If we can't trust God to do what is best for our lives, who can we trust? Who can we trust? Let me tell you, um, twice a week, Mondays and Fridays, every morning for an hour, I belong to a group personal training here at the Croc Center with about six or seven of us uh, employees, staff. And, and every, I really enjoy being part of this group. And that we, we, ne- 
We never know what, what, what our trainer will do. Every time we come, we would, we would just go and be ready. And one of the things I, and, and I tell you, there's a picture, and we actually do this. And we don't, I don't look like that. I really don't. I've taken some pictures, and I don't want to show it because it doesn't look like that. We've done some flipping tires, that big of a tire like that. We have one. We've done some battle ropes. We've done some TRX. And sometimes we use our own body, our own body weight. And to be honest with you, I, as major, I speak, I keep talking to myself, there better not be a battle rope today. There better not be a battle rope. And guess what? It's always there. It's always there. And, and, and the most of the time when we're working out, I just want to tell you, talk about adjustments. Because you see, our personal trainer, uh, Michelle, does this, and I'm going to speak for myself. When I'm doing my, my circuit, whatever I'm working on, whether it's the rope or doing a lunge with a weight, she always tells me to adjust myself. And sometimes I wish you would look at the other group. I wish you would look at Major or Dan, because I just don't want her to see that I'm doing it wrong. I need to, he tells me, adjust your legs. Adjust the way you're going down. Adjust everything. And, it, and guess what? Every time I make an adjustment, it hurts. It hurts. Every time I see her when I'm done, what did you do? It is so painful. But that pain reminds me that no matter what I'm going through, I need to trust. No matter how painful it is, I need to trust Michelle. Because you see, that adjustment that she's making when I'm doing my workout, it helps me. She knows what's best for me in my workout goal. I do. It's painful to even think about it. But you see, as a follower of Christ Church, once you come to believe God, you demonstrate your faith by what you do. Actions. You see, faith requires actions. And action sums up equals to the adjustments plus obedience adjustments plus obedience and see once you have adjusted your life to god his purposes and his ways you are going to be positioned to obey to obey god and adjustments you see prepare you and i for obedience you cannot continue life as usual and stay where you are and go with god at the same time that's not possible. And our verse for the week, it says, any of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. Can we all read that together? Any one of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. Luke 14, 33. Don't worry, we're not going to take out any letters, okay? Not today. If you want to be a disciple... Truly a disciple, a follower of Jesus. Church, you have no choice. We each must make major adjustments in our lives to follow God. Because you see, until you are ready to make any adjustments or changes to follow and obey what God has, you will be of little use of God. And even Jesus, imagine this, even Jesus was required by God to make major adjustments even Jesus, the Son of God, he had to make some adjustments. And 2 Corinthians 8, 9 says, You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. You is us. 
picture this. Jesus, the Son of God, emptied himself of position and wealth in heaven to join the Father in providing, listen, redemption. Redemption for you and me through the death on the cross. Can I hear an amen? And church, that was a major adjustment for Jesus. And for us, we, he is asking us, and adjustments is acknowledging who, who God is. Is he the CEO of your life? Is he the king on the throne of your heart? Because church, he is in control. And how much more we are to obey him. So it's, we need to not waste time. It's time, church, it's time to adjust. So I want you to say to the person next to you, it's time to adjust. Okay, some of you are saying it's time to adjust. No one's going to adjust with that sound. You got to be firm. Tell them, like how you're telling your kids, clean your room. It's time to adjust. It's time, church, for you and I to adjust. There are many areas in our lives that you and I may need to make adjustments, whether you like it or not. It is an adjustment in your circumstances, whether it's at work, at school, home, your finances. Adjustment in your relationships, marriage, family, friends, co-workers, and maybe someone in this room today need to even say, I need to end a relationship that is pulling me away from God. Someone may be facing that today. How about adjustments in your commitments, church, family, your job, your traditions? How about your activities? How you pray, how you give, how you serve, how you spend your time? And maybe one or two or many of us in this room is saying, my time is not well managed. I might find myself wasting my time throughout the day. And maybe this 40-day of fasting could be a beginning, a start of something that God is going to work in you as you make adjustments. The list could go on and on, church. But this morning, what kinds of adjustment is God calling you to obey him this morning? He has a calling for each and every one of us in the room. And he has a purpose for our life And this morning, I want to share with you like this crescent wrench has a purpose. As as an object, has a calling. A purpose to tighten things up so that you can do something about it. But this is no good if it's not adjusted to what it is need to be working on. Like us, we are like this wrench who need to make some adjustments so that God can use us for the God-sized assignment that he has for us this morning. And church, I'm going to look at just three things, areas in our lives that I believe that we need to make adjustments, and there's so much more. But I am calling this the, the three adjustments that says ATA adjustments. Sounds like an airline, doesn't it? ATA adjustments. It stands for adjustments in our attitude, our thoughts and our action. So let's take number one, adjustment, an attitude adjustment. An adjustment in our attitude. Tell someone, attitude adjustment. Attitudes are powerful. Just look at if you have a teenager. Attitude, attitude. They shape our lives and the society that we live in. They are attitudes in our society that are reflected and acted upon. Have you heard these jingles with the attitude that says, have it your, have it your way? Which one is that? How about, I'm loving it. Which one is that? 
And certainly the famous one is just do it. There's so much more attitude out there that, that it varies from good to poor, from bad to something very, really useful. But our attitudes varies. But this morning, I don't know what your attitudes are. But I do know this, that our attitude as a believer should strive for is this, the attitude of Jesus Christ of Jesus Christ. And it says in Philippians 2, it says you must have the same attitude. It even says it there, that Jesus Christ had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. And when he appeared in a human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Note the attitude of Jesus, the Son of God that put him in a position to obey the Father, his Father. His attitude was that he humbled himself in obedience. Can you imagine? I don't think he would have died for us, but he did because of obedience to join the Father's will. And that is to die on the cross for you and for me. Can I hear an amen? Church, we must have the same attitude of humble obedience to God's will in our lives. Obeying God will always require an adjustment in our attitude. I, I think of the story in Luke chapter 18, and you've heard this, tells of a conversation between a young man and Jesus. And we read in, in that story that a rich young ruler wanted eternal life. Don't we want eternal life? And he did too, but he didn't want to make the necessary adjustments to Jesus. His money, his wealth was more important. Jesus knew that. But Jesus also knew that an adjustment had to be made in this man's life regarding his love of money and wealth before he could inherit eternal life. His money had become his God. The young ruler refused to make the adjustment and he missed out on the reward of experiencing eternal life. Again, church, he refused. Can't give it up. No adjustments. He missed the opportunity to spend his life with a true God. Do you see your attitude in this young ruler this morning? See, God is calling each of us to make the attitude adjustments in our lives. And I, I don't need to tell you, you know what that attitude is. So please don't miss the opportunity this morning to make it right with God. You see, there's another story that I want to compare this young ruler's response to that of Elisha. Elisha is in the Old Testament, first king, it's on the screen. You see, to obey God, Elisha had to leave his family and his career as a farmer in order to follow God's call. And what does Elisha do? Listen to what he did. Have you heard the phrase, burning your bridges behind you? Well, for Elisha, he actually burned his farm equipment. Remember, he's a farmer. His farm equipment and killed his 24 oxen, everything he had, and fed the people in his community. And what does tell us that he was not about to turn back. He was not about to turn back for what he is about to face because he made the necessary adjustments so that he can position himself to obey what God is calling him. 
And you will find in, in the Old Testament how God worked through Elisha and performed miracles and miracles and signs in the Old Testament. He made adjustments and obeyed God. How's your attitude? Does it need adjustment this morning? How about for, for some of us, maybe there's an anger that the Lord is calling you to work on. Do you have this attitude of like, I don't have an anger issue. I don't. What you talking about? Or maybe, maybe you're just saying, later, 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 I'll take care of it. I'm too busy. But church, I'm not just dealing with ang- talking about anger. Maybe there's a habit in your life that God is saying, you need to work on this. And you are I just bring, making excuses. You need some attitude adjustments. We all need an attitude adjustment. How about an unforgiving heart for someone at, at work, at school, or your own family the most? An unforgiving heart, an attitude adjustment. And secondly, remember, it's that the first A in ATA is that adjust, attitude adjustment. Now, let's look at the second. I'm going to, this wrench, I'm going to make sure, I'm going to adjust it to the thought adjustment. Adjusting our thinking. Our thinking. You see, the mind is an amazing creation. Many of us don't think about it because it's always with us and we don't think about it. Our brain contains over 100 million nerve cells. And every individual cell is connected with 10,000 other neurons. Isn't that amazing? That's our God. But Solomon writes in Proverbs 4.23 this, and listen, be careful how you think, for your life is shaped by your thoughts. And you might say, come on, it's just, it's just a thought. How many of you ever said that? It's just a thought. How, how's my life going to be shaped by, 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 by my thoughts? The secret church of a righteous living for us who wants to be a follower of Christ is right thinking. If we feed our mind with the negative thoughts of worries and fear and anxiety and confusion, then our life becomes one of frustration. Fear of anxiety and worry. We need to make adjustment in our thinking. And we must immediately think on God's word and speak of his word. And Philippians tells us what those thoughts should be for us. And it says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, that's for all of us here. One final thing, fix your eyes Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely, admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Isn't those amazing? God's words to, to, for us to get rooted deep in our heart to think the right things. Thought adjustments. Think of the right things. What have you been thinking lately? If you haven't been thinking on the word of God, what are you filling your minds with? I can just say all kinds of things here, but you know what type of music, what type of movies, what type of apps that you, are, that you have in your phone, what kind of books you're filling your minds with. Church, as your thinking changes with the word of God, your feeling, your decision, an attitude will, will change and conform to the mind of Christ. Isn't that what we want, to have the mind of Christ? And I tell you, the power of the Holy Spirit allows us to, to, to give us the strength for our minds and our lives to be changed. And Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing, 
and perfect. God is calling us for an attitude adjustment. God is calling us for a, um, a, a thought adjustment. And thirdly, and hang in there with me, we're almost done, is that action adjustment. This should be, once that's done and many more adjustments, this wrench should be good to go for its purpose. And the same with us. As, as you and I think about God's thoughts, we will find that his word begins to shape our minds. And the words that comes out of us, and certainly the actions will follow, doesn't it? We cannot stay where we are and follow God. We cannot. Following his call will always require taking necessary action to adjust our lives so that we can obey him. And every time God spoke to the people in the scripture and to those I've known, there were always adjustments necessary to be made in order for God to accomplish the purposes he had through them. I think of Noah could not continue life as usual and build an ark. Uh Uh-uh. Abraham could not stay in Ur and be the father of the nation in Cana. He had to leave his home. Moses could not stay on the back of the desert herding sheep and stand before Pharaoh at the same time and say, let God's people go. David had to leave his sheep to become the king, adjustments. Jonah had to leave his home and overcome a major prejudice in order to preach in Nineveh. That was a major adjustment for for Jonah. Peter, Andrew, James, and John had to leave their business, the fishing business, and, 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 and so that they could be used by God to preach the gospel. How about Paul? And I think for, and I think for Phil and for Debbie Lum and for Micaiah and for Gabby. They were moved from Santa Rosa to Portland to Denver and Hawaii to serve a Salvation Army officer as a family to serve God. God will always make clear what actions we need to take to adjust and get in a position to obey him, to fulfill his purpose in our lives. You see, not only can we not stay where you are and follow God, we cannot follow God and stay the same. We need to be different. We need to grow. Each time God calls us to a new step in obedience, church, he's calling us to change in some way. Do you agree? Do you agree? Because you see, each change is designed to make us more like Jesus. Each step, each action, each obedience makes us more like Jesus. So what action of adjustment is God calling you? Are you surrounding yourself with people who gossip? Guess what? Adjustments need to be made. Don't hang around them. Make some new friends. Those, how about of you? Those who have a hard time staying pure online. Talking about pornography and other things. You may need to cut that internet connection completely or install some filtering software. Those who struggle with honesty may need to, to have to establish some accountability. Church making adjustment isn't easy. God is not looking for ways to make our life difficult. That's not the kind of God we serve. However, he intends for us to be, for us to have him as the Lord of our life. So church, God is seeking for us this morning an absolute 100% obedience and surrender. And I'm going to ask the worship team to start heading up. You see, God loves you so much.
that any adjustments that God expects of you to make is really good for us, whether we like it or not. His will is always best. And remember that every, after we make the necessary adjustments, he will tell you what to do next to obey. When we are willing to surrender everything to God, he is the lordship of Christ. We will find adjustments that is well worth the experience of having God. If you have not come to a place in your life, church, this morning, and I'm being honest, where you have not surrendered, maybe you have just like surrendered part of your life. God wants fully, 100%, because he wants to be the lordship of your life. And he says in Luke 9, 23, this is it. It's not an easy one to hear. Then he said to the crowd and to us this morning, if any of you wants to be my follower, do you want to be his follower this morning, church? You must give up your own way and physically take up the cross daily and follow me. God is calling us because it says in there that you and I cannot know and do the will of God without adjustments and obedience. Any of you who does not give up everything, he has cannot be my disciple. As simple as that. We are need to make adjustments. And what are they in your lives this morning? What are they? What adjustments God is, that you are experiencing that God is calling you? Is it church? Adjustments in, about being part of a church. Adjustment at work. Adjustment at school. But God says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Isaiah said so. And says to us, as the worship team sings a song for us, asking, come Jesus, come. And church, I'm asking you to come. If you are dealing with something in your life, the place of prayer is there. There's no shame in in the place of prayer because God is there and he's with you. Come and be, spend time one-on-one with the Lord and reflect on what was said about that attitude, thoughts, and action the holy spirit is here with us church and I, and do you have faith this morning do you have faith this morning because as we have learned that faith requires action action and so i'm going to ask john to just turn off the light and i don't need to see you because this t- in just a few moments i'm going to ask for action if you truly have faith in God as a, as a follower of Christ, I want to make sure that you're going to leave this place and say, I'm going to commit to being to making some adjustments in my life and, and be obedient. If that's what faith is all about. And so I don't know where you are, what adjustments, what God is calling. You're probably going into one, in one, or coming out in, of an adjustment. But church, the bottom line is we have a God who loves and says, He's with us. And so I'm just going to ask you to, for those of you, and, and I'm, I don't, with everyone's eyes closed, I want everyone's eyes closed because this is about you and God, not the person sitting next to you, not your spouse, not your children, not your friend. It's about you and God making a commitment that I'm going to make, I'm going to do some action in my life, some attitude adjustments, some thought adjustments and some, some, some action. So I'm going to ask you, no one's looking for you wherever you are to stand up. 
And that means I'm standing up because I'm saying, I do have faith in you. And Lord, I'm going to need you in this action that I'm going to make this week. And for the days to come. No one's looking. Eyes closed. Stand where you are. And honestly, I, don't, I can't see you. But God does. You're standing up. And for those of you that are, that are still not sure what I'm going to do, what is happening, seek God this morning. We want to go out this, in his place and ready to face whatever adjustments he is calling us. Father God, we thank you for who you are. Thank you for your word. Thank you for reminding us that you are God who, who asked of us to make adjustments so that we can join you in the work and the calling and the assignment you have for us, whether, whether it's at work, school, family, or whatever it is, Lord. And I thank you for each one who are standing. That you, I pray that you will, as they're making this commitment this morning, an action to demonstrate their faith in you, Lord, knowing that your Holy Spirit is going to guide them, that they're never going to be alone. Thank you for the opportunity. Bless each one. And wherever we are in our, in our walk, Lord, I know you're there. Continue to bless us. Thank you, Lord, for this time, and we praise you and, and give you all the praise and honor and glory. And God's people says, amen and amen. You may be seated. God bless you.